Well, we'll see how this is going to go. I want to, I want to kind of share with you what kind of some things I've been thinking on lately, and you know I've been praying for quite some time that God would give me guidance and direction and show me uh, kind of where our church needs to be headed, what we need to be doing, and I've been praying and waiting and praying and waiting, and. I believe God kind of spoke to me some this afternoon and explained why it is that I'm praying and waiting and not hearing anything from God. And so I want to kind of share that with you tonight. I'm not sure how, how preachy this will be, but I want you to listen to what I'm saying anyway. I know there's, there's some good food for thought here. And uh, let's start with uh, reading in His Word. In Psalms 37... Verses 23 through 25. Psalms chapter 37, starting in verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So it says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's encouraging. It's good to know that God tries to direct our paths when we're diligently seeking His will for our lives. So in the process of thinking on this Scripture... I begin to think about the, the phrase that you've all heard, but it's taking a step of faith. And I begin to think about, okay, God, I want to take a step of faith, but I'm afraid to step in a direction that's not the direction you'd have me to go. So I want guidance and direction to show me where I should go, what I should be doing. And believe me, when I know that, I don't have a problem taking a step. And that, that's a good thing, right? And that's what I've been praying. But you know, as I thought on this and I began to read some of the commentary and begin to uh, look at some different scriptures, I realized something that there are two different ways God orders the steps of His people. There are two different types of steps of faith. You know, if you look back in especially the Old Testament, you can see many examples when God would give specific direction to someone and tell them, this is what you should do. And then they would have to take a step of faith believing that God was right and that that's what they should do. Noah is a perfect example. God gave him very specific directions on what to do. Now, you know, it it still required faith on Noah's part, even though God had told him what he should do and why, Noah Noah still had to have faith to say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to believe God and I'm going to go do it. Even though all of these people are laughing at me, they're thinking all kinds of crazy things about me, I'm going to believe God and I'm going to do it out of obedience. And that's, that's good, right? I thought of another example. Joshua, 
leading the Israelites. And they got to the river Jordan. What did God do? God told them, He said, you send the priest out ahead, carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And when they get in the water, the water will be stopped and it will stand up and y'all can cross on dry ground. Specific direction. It took faith. It took a step of faith to believe God's Word. Believe He would do what He said He would do, right? See, that's what I've been praying for. I've been praying for specific direction. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But see, I, in the process of praying for this, God has shown me that there's another way. <clears throat> Caleb. And you know, this wasn't one of the first things that came to my mind, but I think it's a really good example. When all the spies came back from spying out the land of promise, they all, most of them had a, had a real bad report. There's no way we can do it, y'all. It's just, the, the odds are just unsurmountable. It's, there's no way we can do it. And what did Caleb say? He said, let us go up at once, for we are well able. You see, that was a step of faith. Caleb didn't know how. He didn't know what the outcome was going to be uh, looking from where he stood right then. He didn't know how they were going to get to the point of acquiring the land of promise. But he knew God was on their side. And that's all it took was that step of faith to say, I don't care what the odds look like. I'm going to start walking and we're going to see how God provides. We're going to see how God works this out in our lives. Because God said, do it. He didn't necessarily tell me how. So it's a little bit different, ain't it? God didn't give them specific directions on, you need to go here, you need to do this, do it this way. He just said, go, right? So Caleb believed God, believed what His Word was, and he said, we'll let God figure out the details. Another example of this kind of faith, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. You know, they... Those three men were standing there looking at this fiery furnace. They didn't know what was going to happen. They knew what was in front of them. They could see trouble up ahead, right? They could see this terrible thing that they were about to be thrown into. They didn't know how this was going to work out. But what did they do? They believed God. They said, you know what, King? Our God will save us. But even if He don't, praise God, we're going to serve Him anyway. And they went ahead and, and they got... Well, they didn't have much of a choice. They got thrown in. But, but let's, what was their faith like? Their faith stood firm. Their faith said, we're going to step into this thing knowing that God is our provision. God is our protector. God is our healer. So we're going to let Him handle the situation even though we don't see any way out of this. In the natural. But we know God's in control. We all know how that story played out. God saved them from the fire. Daniel. He was going to serve God no matter what. 
Didn't care what the law was. Didn't care what somebody tried to do to intimidate him. He was going to serve God. They threw him in a den of lions. Y'all, if that won't incite fear in you, I don't know what will. A lion is a ferocious animal. And I'm sure before it came time to throw Daniel in there, they probably didn't feed him for a day or two. Got him nice and hungry, right? What did Daniel do? He didn't know how it was going to work out. He didn't know how God was going to move and work, but he knew he was going to be faithful to God. It didn't matter. See, this is what I've been telling y'all. It doesn't matter how you feel about your situation. When you know the promises of God, you know what He's capable of. You know what He's promised He would do. So when you, you, when you know that Word, you know those promises, you stand on it and you say, I don't care how I feel or what it looks like. God is in control. And I put it in His hands. See, the Word says that I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I commit unto Him against that day. When you get persuaded, it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. You can just say, okay, God, you're in control. Now, I'm going to start stepping in faith. I'm going to start believing that you're going to order my steps. See, you don't always have to know where you're going. You don't always have to know how you're going to get there. You don't always have to know how you're going to work the situation out. The reality sets in as a Christian that it's not you that works it out anyway. It's not you that has really any impact on the situation other than just being obedient to God's will and following His plan. Share a couple more scriptures with you. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. See, if I start dwelling on the things I see and what my feeble mind can comprehend, before long I'm trying to walk by sight and not by faith. And I start looking at things and trying to figure it all out, trying to plan, trying to scheme how, what can, what's the best way to do something. If we do this, how is that going to affect these people over here? You know, I, I try to figure that stuff out. And when I do that, I quit walking by faith. I eliminate God from the picture. I just cut Him off. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. I know you've done it before. So you see, those two really are kind of contrary to each other. They don't really coexist very well. If you're going to walk by faith... You really need to just take your eyes off of the thing. Put your eyes on God and believe He's going to handle it. And that's the hardest thing to do sometimes. It really is. It is really hard for me. I don't know about you. It's hard for me to pull myself out of it. Do y'all remember math from school? Y'all know what an equation is, right? Usually you've got some numbers, maybe a variable, which could be a letter, which represents something you don't know, right? And then it'll, it'll say equals some other number or variables or a combination of them. 
And that's an equation. So the thing to do is in, in the natural is to try to eliminate as many of those unknowns as you can. Because you've got to get it down to a point, if you want to get a, a final answer anyway. This is what always messed me up in physics, is they didn't always want a final answer. Sometimes they just wanted another equation. And I didn't understand that. But you want to get it down to the lowest form you can so that there's fewer and fewer unknowns. That's what I always try to do in the flesh. But see, when you're trying to walk in faith and take a step of faith, a lot of times, well, let's let's just be real open. The reason it's a step of faith is because there are unknowns. Because you're trusting God with the unknown. You know what that does? That just messes with my world. That messes with the very core of my being because I don't want to operate in unknowns. I want to have answers. When somebody comes and says, Kevin, how is the church going to do this? What are we going to do? What is the plan? I want to answer them. But you know what I have to do so many times? I have to say, I don't know. I just know what God said. I just know that's what He said to do. So I have to trust He's going to show us. He's going to provide the way. See, a lot of times y'all look at me like I am the leader. And I guess in some aspects I am. But what you don't understand is there's a whole lot of things I don't know. Not just from inexperience, but because God doesn't always choose to tell me every little detail right then. Why? Because it's not my business at that point. It's His business. That's humbling. So what do we need to do? What do you need to do to take a step of faith? Well, like always, I like to get it down to the most basic, fundamental things so I can understand it. In order to take a step of faith, I've got to know what faith is, right? I can't take a step of faith if I don't understand faith. So we all know that Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So see, by its very definition, faith is all about the unknown. But I want you to see a key part of that verse is not just about the unknown, it's about the things hoped for. So what I need to do, I've got to, I've got to turn my thinking around. I've got to start looking to God and say, God, the thing I'm hoping for is for Kennard, Texas to be revived. I'm looking for Kennard, Texas to have captives set free. I want to see the scripture right here. The desolations of many generations. I want it restored. I want the waste cities repaired. I want this place to be brought back to where it should be according to God's Word. That's my hope. 
Okay, so I've got a basis for faith now, right? I've got something to build my faith on now. You see, blind faith is not acceptable. God never commanded you to have blind faith. In fact, I I don't know if you can put these together, but it sounds really good right now. The Word tells me that the people perish for lack of vision. So blind faith is not acceptable. We need to have a direction, right? A goal. What is a goal? Couldn't you say hope and a goal are kind of synonymous? Nobody's going to run a race without a hope of trying to win. People don't get out there and run a race just because they like to run. The whole point is I want to win. So my goal and my hope in this situation are the same thing. My goal is to see this city restored. So that's what I'm going to put my faith in. I'm going to believe that that's that's what God's will is, okay? I'm believing that that's why I was put here. I'm believing that's why this church is together where we are. I'm believing the people that are in this church are here for a reason. I'm believing God has a use for us. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start taking baby steps of faith. You see, I don't want to start taking huge, big, humongous, gigantic steps of faith because then I may pass up where God wants me to go. But I'm going to start taking baby steps of faith. I'm going to start making a direction. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to start trying to organize things to go where I think they might need to go. And if along the way God changes my mind, that's wonderful. But I'm telling you right now, in this situation, God is waiting on His people to move. God is waiting on His people to take that step of faith, let Him order their steps. See, sometimes God wants to see how interested you are. God wants to see just if you're willing to move. Y'all have been praying and praying, God, I want to do something. God, I want to move. I want to. What do you want us to do, God? Give us direction. Give us guidance. And he sat there with his lips just pressed together. He ain't saying a word. But it's in my heart. You see, he puts that in there. And all I keep hearing over and over is go preach to those people. I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to be done, when. I keep praying, God, give me some direction. Give me just a little bit of direction. He keeps saying, go preach to those people. So I'm going to plan that direction. We're going to start planning that. We're going to start moving and we're going to see what God does. See, I have to believe His Word, y'all. He says He will order the steps of a righteous man. That's what I have to do. See, that's the wonderful thing about serving God. You know, if I was trying to serve the governor of this state, I'm not going to deal in the unknown. He's going to tell me. If I was trying to serve the president, look, I'm sorry, faith is non-existent, okay? He's going to tell me. But I'm not serving somebody like that. I'm serving the mighty king. I'm serving the one that provided me with all the answers I need right here in His Word. 
I've got promises to stand on from the one that is nothing but truth. So the wonderful thing is that I can take steps of faith knowing these little pieces of what His Word says. He'll order the steps of a good man. Believing that if I should, that I should walk by faith, not by sight. See, I can stand on His Word and trust that He's going to guide me and direct me. You can't do that with anybody of this world. In fact, a lot of times they will use that as an opportunity to put you down. But God is not that way. Y'all unite with me in prayer as we try to take some steps of faith for this church. God has a great plan for us, y'all. You ever felt like God had, had, had something wonderful for you, but you just didn't know what it was? And that's exactly how I feel. I want to do great, mighty things, not for my own, my own benefit. I, want to, I just want to see God exalted in everything we do. I want to see Him lifted up. I want to see those that we see currently that could care less about God and that are living their lives in exact opposition of God. I want to see them just humbled before Him, fall to their knees and cry out to Him. I want to see people's hearts just shattered and then rebuilt. I want people to look at us and say, man, they did such an awesome thing. There ain't no way they could have done that by themselves. God has to be involved in that. I watched the movie last night, and I've seen it before. <clears throat> we were talking about it the other night, and I just said, well, I need to watch that again. It's funny. It's called Leap of Faith. And Steve Martin plays a evangelist, so to speak. He's really a con man is what he is. And They travel around, and they put on just the most spectacular show and suck people into the whole experience to get their money. They make a, make a living doing this, right? Make a whole lot of money. And all of a sudden, near the end of this movie, this one little boy that's crippled comes up and... See, the whole plan was they always try to keep the sickest people farthest back so that they can't come up and be revealed, reveal them as being fake because nothing happens. So that way they don't have an opportunity. But this boy makes it to the front. He's on crutches. And he gets up there and for somehow, somehow God heals this boy. And that just blows the main character's mind because he knows everything he's doing is fake. You see? See, God can move on people. And that boy looked at him and he didn't know at this point that it was fake. And he said, man, thank you so much. And he got this boy aside. He said, I didn't do this. He said, everything I do is just fake. We're here to just take people's money. And you see the kid's mouth kind of fall open. And he said, but does it matter? The end result was the same. You see, what I want you to understand from that, what I want you to see is that, that God has something great and He wants to use His people to do it. 
And even though that example is is of a man that was trying to do the wrong thing, actually, I want you to see that in that, and, and look, this is just a movie, but this kind of thing happens in real life. You see, a lot of times God will use somebody that doesn't even care about God to do something wonderful. Now, how much more will He use His people that want to serve Him, that want to do great things for His glory, not their own? How much more will He be able to do? Y'all, I'm telling you that there are people hurting. Y'all know this. I've told you over and over. And I told you a couple weeks ago, I want you to start looking as you drive through town. And how many of y'all have done that? How many of you have seen the evidence of what I've been telling you? You see kids walking down the street that just ain't got no business walking down the street. Too young. You can tell there's just nothing but trouble all over them. And you really can't blame the kids. You can't blame them because it's not their fault they're in that situation. But they're going to catch the, the, the uh, repercussions for their actions, the consequences. They don't have to be like that, though. You know that, that those kind of generational curses can be broken? You know those kind of um, the effects from their parents don't have to be passed on to them. Do you know they can rise above that? They can come out of that miry pit. Psalms 40 says that He pulled me out of a horrible pit, the mud and the mire, set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Do you know their parents don't have to be holy just for them to be holy? We can be that light to them. We don't have to be just another church that passes the time by till Jesus comes. We can be about His business. And that's what I want you all to be praying about with me. That's what I'm praying for. That God would use us in a mighty way.